And welcome, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quicks, your Thursday, May 13th edition. We got a fun one. Five game early, six game main slate to break it all down for you. We'll go quickly run through the five game early starts at 1220 Eastern, 920 Pacific. And then we'll get our normal deep dive into the six game main slate. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you have any other questions, hit me up there or come join the free fantasy DJ and Slack chat, all the fun stuff. You look for over there, it's free. Come check it out. Lots of content, lots of good stuff there. If you're a season-long fantasy baseball person, go check out Benched with Bubba. Um, Bubba and the Bath Club episode 83 dropped on Tuesday. We'll be recording another episode Thursday evening with George Montanez of the NBC Sports Edge. So come check that out. Uh, lots of great content over at rotoballer.com as well. My free DFS DraftKings article drops Tuesdays and Thursdays. My premium values article drops Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Premium values article had a, a, a Mr. Andrew Vaughn in there. So go check all out that kind of good stuff out. Um, also go check out the Rotoballer YouTube channel where you can watch this podcast. Subscribe, like, share all the goodies there. Looks like we have no weather issues on Thursday, which is really, really nice. Maybe some wind to deal with, but nothing rain-related, which is very, very nice. Uh, let's get into the five-game early slate for you. On this slate, you got Jays, Braves at eight and a half. These Nationals eight and a half. Royals, Tigers nine. Cardinals, Brewers eight and a half. And the Yankees are. We're waiting on a total on the last one. Sorry, we only have four totals of out of the five on this one. We're missing the Minnesota Chicago total. Uh, the pitching that we're looking at here, Burns makes his return from the COVID IL. He's ten six against St. Louis. Obviously, a great play. Hopefully, he's going to be fully stretched out. They're not going to baby him back. They might, though. So you have that to worry about, but still a phenomenal play with Burns if that's where you decide to go. But I'll take the savings, a $1,200 savings. Go to Jack Flaherty at $9,400 uh, against that Milwaukee Brewers team, a Milwaukee Brewers team that we know strikes out a ton. They strike out a going into Wednesday, stri- striking out almost 27% of the time. First right-handed pitching with a 204 average and a 74 WRC+. plus. So Flaherty at 94, who's been very, very good. Uh, as of late, he's averaging over 21 points per game on the season, but coming off a 29 4, 24 7, 27 4, 18 7, 22 9, 26 5. Goes here. He's three earned runs or less in the last six starts, striking out six or more in pretty much every start. I like Flaherty a lot at 9,400 bucks. Uh, Lance Lynn at 92 is intriguing versus Minnesota if you want to go there, but I'd rather go Flaherty at 94. Zach Eflin at 82 is also in play for you uh, if you're looking there, but you're going to want to pay up for pitching for the most part. Unless you want to punt with Spencer Turnbull against Kansas City, an offense that's been very, very hot and cold. You can see that going two directions. Or Daniel Lynch coming off a just brutal second start for the Royals. He um, gave up eight runs in two-thirds inning for minus 19.3 points. But he pitched much better against Cleveland the first time. I um, Only 5.7 points, but that was one of those botched double play, led to a couple extra runs and a mess. But he's 5700 bucks, and the golden rule, as you know, Detroit versus left-handed pitching, striking out over 35% of the time going into Wednesday's action. Uh, Danny Duffy got some strikeouts on him, but they also hit him a bit as well. So keep that in mind. If you need to uber punt, you have Turnbull, you have Lynch down there, but I'd prefer to pay up for some of Burns, Flaherty, Lynn, or Eflin, like maybe Flaherty-Eflin combo or Flaherty-Lynn, or if you can go Flaherty-Burns and do that, but Flaherty is my number one. That's the moral of the story. So we're going Flaherty on this one, and you can build around that. Also, just wait and see lineups. You might get some juicy lineups. Maybe um, the White Sox rest some guys. And Michael Pineda looks appealing at 7,000. You can go that route. When you're looking at bats on this slate, uh, I love the Toronto Atlanta game. Charlie Morton, lots of strikeouts for Charlie Morton, but lots of hits as well. So uh, the Toronto bats against Morton and the um, the Atlanta Ross Stripling strip, very, very disappointing. But um, the Atlanta is very, very disappointing. But Ross Stripling might be just what, what they need. You got Albies and uh, Freeman and. Um, Acuna and all the goodies there. 
in, in that lineup that you could you could play around with. But uh, there's gonna be some nice value with Toronto as well. There's the high priced options, but uh, you might get some values. Maybe um, Rowdy Telez gets a day game start. Something to think about there for some value. Bgio's been slowly getting it going, stealing some bags. So you should get some nice value on both teams there. I also, if you're not using any of the Kansas City or Detroit pitchers, all the value and all the bats in that one. That's a lot of fun as well to pick apart. And last but not least, there's one Patrick Corbin taking the bump for the Nats. So give me some Philadelphia Phillies in that one too. You could have some some definite fun in that game. So keep those in mind as you're building it. But start with Jack Flaherty, get some pitching options around him, and then build the bats. A Philly stack, Toronto, Atlanta, KC, Detroit are all in play and I don't mind going back to Chicago against Pineda because I just I think their offense is so good. We saw them go off for us on Wednesday. Better matchup than Pineda, but Pineda can get hit around too. So that's kind of where I'm looking on the five-game early slate. That run helped you out. If you have any further questions, we'll be in the Slack chat, breaking it down all morning to get you taken care of over there. But let's go to the six-game main slate where my uh, Rotoballer article will be focused on the six-game main slate, and this podcast and other content as well will be focused on the six-game main slate. You have Yankees Rays total eight and a half. A's Red Sox nine and a half. Rangers Astros eight and a half. Reds Rockies ten and a half. Marlins D backs eight. We don't have the total in the Cleveland Seattle game just yet, and we'll get to a reason why very shortly. Your top price pitcher is Christian Javier at 10K. I'm going to pass. He's gotten roughed up his last two starts. There's a lot of strikeouts in Texas. I get it if you want to go there. I hope a lot of people go there. I'm going to pass. We'll get to a reason why later because I kind of like the Texas bats. But um, we're going to pass on Javier. We're going to save $700 go to Trevor Rogers of the Miami Marlins. We just love what Rogers has done this year. He's basically a 20-point machine time and time again. Like he, He's gotten a 12-and-a-half, a 13-and-a-point-four, and a 17-point-one, but four other starts of 20 or more with a, a couple 30s thrown in the mix. Strikeout stuff is elite. Six or more Ks in every single start this season. He's given up three and runs or less in every single start this season. He's been very, very good. Uh, throwing 90 to 95 pitches mo- most of the time out there against an Arizona Diamondbacks team that can be scary from time to time, striking about 21% of the time versus left-handed pitching, 258 average, 231 ISO, 128 WRC+. plus. They have some pop versus lefties. A lot of that was thanks to Patrick Corbin, though. Remember that. Like I still like them versus lefties. A lot of that was Patrick Corbin. I'll take my chances with Trevor Rogers if you need to. Very strong option. My next option is Zach Plesak. I didn't like him early on. I wanted to see him get it together. He has got it together, folks. He's gotten three straight starts of uh, about six innings or more, I'll say. Zero, zero, three earned runs. Seven, six, four strikeouts. He's gotten you 16 or more points. Last two starts, 24 or more points. 110, 112 pitches the last two starts because Cleveland lets their pitchers go deep into games. So I think it's a very, very good spot there. We know the Seattle offense is very, very bad. Striking out 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching, 158 ISO, 93 WRC+. plus. I love some Zach Plesak tonight. He's going to go deep into the game. Really good spot here with Zach Plesak. If you want to take a chance with a Garrett Richards versus Oakland at 82, you can. I'm going to pass on that one. I think if I'm going to go somewhere cheaper besides Trevor Rogers and Zach Plesak, I'll go to Jamison Tyon. It's a risky situation because Tyon's been very, very hit and miss this year. Like six and a third, five, four, five. Uh, those are his last four starts, but three earned, one earned, four earned, one earned. That's great. Five Ks or more in all four starts. He's got you 10 or more DK points, basically 16 or more in three of those four starts. That's $7,700 on a six-game slate with sketchy, sketchy pitching. If you tell me right now I can get 15-plus from Jamison Tyon at 77, I'm in. The other reason why it's very, very intriguing is he's facing the wonderful, wonderful Tampa Bay offense that at one point I was in love with, and I still might be at some time this year, but right now they are. Frigid, ice, cold, 
striking out over 20. This was 25% going into Wednesday. Then Garrett Cole struck out like 12 in eight innings. So that's going to go up to by 26 plus or something percent versus righties. 221 average is going to drop precipitously. 147 ISO is going to drop. 99 WRC plus. These numbers, when you look at them again on Thursday morning when they update on fan graphs, they're going to drop even more. This Tampa Bay offense is very, very dreadful. Like if you want to one off it with a Meadows or a Lau or a Wendell, I get it, but I'm just not going there. If they go off, that's called baseball. But uh, tie on at 77 is a very intriguing tournament option. You won't go deep into the game, but the strikeouts will be there. Again, you're not looking for a million points, but a good 15-plus from tie with 20-plus point upside, not too shabby. Now to the punts. If you want to gamble, if you're feeling frisky on a six-game slate, Luis Castillo has been atrocious. He's in Colorado. And what's been more atrocious than Luis Castillo potentially? The Colorado Rockies offense. That's the one thing I'm going to say. Like They're running out Jonathan Daza. They're running out either Matt Adams or Connor Joe. They're running out just a bunch of like what WTF is what's going on. Now, they can they put up runs? Yes. Do you want to stack Colorado and Coors? Probably. But they're still striking out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 73 WRC+. plus. That is factoring in road and home for Colorado. So if you want to get real frisky with Luis Castillo at 62, I can see it. Otherwise, the chalk of the chalk tonight, and I can't tell you not to do it because this is a phenomenal spot and a phenomenal price tag, and he stretched out. He dealt in his first minor league game. He's looked great in the spring. He is their top pitching prospect of the Seattle Mariners. He has won Logan Gilbert. Strikeout stuff's great. The overall stuff just period is great. And what else is great is he faces Cleveland, striking out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 221 average, a 189 ISO, and a 92 WRC+. This team is bad. Now, if you want the leverage, you stack Cleveland because everyone's going to pitch Logan Gilbert at 4K because he's a free square. You can you can go Rodgers and Gilbert, please sack and Gilbert, and do whatever you want with the Mets. Like, it is free reign. You can leave money on the table tonight, which might not be the worst thing to do because some of the other bats we like are cheap. Like, you could do whatever you want. It's going to be very hard not to play Logan Gilbert, who, barring Cleveland just going off, which whatever, Gilbert should go five-plus innings. He's going to have strikeouts. He's going to pay off 4K. And I'd say like 75 to 80% of the time, Gilbert paying off 4K. Pretty easy. Tonight. Baseball can happen and change all of that. But I'm willing to take my chances on baseball not happening. So Logan Gilbert at 4K, I like. So again, Rogers, Plesak, Tyon, Gilbert's kind of where I'm focusing my attention when it comes to pitching on this six-game slate. The hitters on this six-game slate, again, you can have whatever you want because that's the beauty of it. If you want to go Gary Sanchez in a tournament versus Hill, knock yourself out. Um, you could save some cash and go to Tucker Barnhart against Chichi Gonzalez and Coors at 41. Pretty solid look as well. Uh, I, I don't mind Barnhart at all at 41. I think it's a very solid look uh, in, in this lineup. Some other cheapy options if you want to get to, get down there, like Sandy Leone went deep on Wednesday. That was a flashback. He's 27, catching because Alfaro's out. He gets Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly, what's he do? Gets smoked by lefties. What else does he do? Give up a ton of home runs. So the Marlins are very, very live. They're one of your cheaper, lower-owned stacks tonight that we're going to talk about. So Sandy Leone at 27, if you want a cheap catcher, sure, go for it. Not hating on that one at all. So you could pay up for some of the big boys. I love Tucker Barnhart at 41. Go to Sandy Leone if you want. Um, definite options for you there. First base position, Yuli Gurriel went deep again on Wednesday. Just keeps raking. He's 51 versus Fulty. He's worth every penny right now. He's that darn good. We get Moustakis, first base, third base, and Coors at 47. Just a heads up before we continue on. The Reds are too damn cheap tonight. 
like they're going to be chalk and very good chalk against Chichi Gonzalez. So Moustakas at 47 is great. Jesus Aguilar went deep again on Wednesday. I said lefties versus Kelly. Aguilar's just hitting bombs. So he's he's in play at 45. Matt Olson went deep. He's in play at 42. So nice plays there if you want to avoid the Coors chalk of Moustakas and potentially a Gurriel play in Houston. Aguilar and Olsen are nice options as well. I do like Texas to be contrarian. People love Javier. He's gotten hit around pretty hard his last two outings. Um, he might get some strikeouts, but he also might give up some some pop. And that Houston bullpen has been struggling as well. So Nate Lowe at 4K as a part of a Texas stack. I'm all aboard that train. Definitely on play there. Uh, a few other ones to hammer around with. Josh Naylor for Cleveland. If you're not using Logan Gilbert, again, if you're fading Gilbert and making a stack, Josh Naylor's first base outfit eligible at 35. That's an angle you want to go with. Uh, Seth Brown is very cheap against Garrett Richards. He's first base outfield at 31. If you find what you like offensively, leave money on the table. I'm just going to say it right now. Just leave it on the table. Do not fret. If you like your stacks, if you want a Seth Brown with a Matt Olsen and stuff, and you still have a couple, <laughs> some money on the table, tonight might be the night. Just let it roll. It's going to be okay. Uh, Connor Jill, like I mentioned earlier, should be starting at first base. He is $2,000 in Coors Field. Bare minimum. That is... Asinine DraftKings. Second base, you got Altuve at 56. I, I, the Houston players are priced up like they're playing in Coors Field, but they're just playing Mike fulton So go figure. Like Ryan McMahon at 5K has got some value to you. Jed Lowry, if you're stacking Oakland at 49, not too shabby. Uh, some other cheaper options. Nick Solak at 43 is just hitting everything. Garrett Hampson's 42 in Coors. The Rockies are cheap, just like Cincinnati. It's freaking banana land. Yeah, Nick Senzel, second base outfit eligible, been leading off for Cincinnati, been hitting the ball extremely well of late, hitting 350 over his last 10 games, averaging about nine points per game, 211 and 16 over his last three, leading off for Cincinnati. He's 3,700 in Coors. Like, it's it's bananas. So you can, you can go those routes. If you need to go cheaper for some reason, which I don't think you're going to, just don't. Don't go below Nick Senzel right now. Just don't do it. Third base. Uh, Bregman at 55 is a great play. J-Ram, if you're fading Gilbert at 53, definitely in play. I forgot to mention at second base, if you are fading Gilbert, there is one player that's the same price as Nick Senzel, actually. Cesar Hernandez is 37. If you are stacking Cleveland, you're going to want, most likely want Cesar Hernandez in there. So J-Ram at 53, like we just mentioned, McMahon at 5K. You got Eugenio Suarez at 49, Moustakas at 47, both in Coors. If you're fading Zach Plesak, who can give up the long ball from time to time, Kyle Seeger's 45. That's our usual suspect when we're on the fade train. I got Rochelle and Wendell at 43-42. The Yankees actually might be overlooked on this slate with Houston and then the Coors cheapies. Um, I'm not, not a big fade Rich Hill guy, especially in Tampa in that ballpark. But uh, if you want to get freaky, I, I, you can get some low-owned Yankees, which is hard to say. Uh, Kyle Farmer, third base, he's 33, starting three game at shortstop right now. So that's another one that's super ridiculously cheap. Uh, if Josh Fuentes plays for Colorado, he's $2,300. So, yeah, value everywhere. Shortstop, you got X-Man at 55. Really good look against Manaya. Trevor Story and Coors at 53. Mitchell Suarez at 49. All in play. Carlos Correa is 49. So, basically, as usual, your high-priced shortstops, make them a part of your stack. If you're one-offing things, you're probably going Trevor Story. That's what I'm thinking. Or you could save some cash. If you want to be contrarian, go to IKF versus Christian Javier at 41. Keep an eye on our buddy Jazz Chisholm. Don't think he's coming back Thursday. He's supposed to come back this weekend. So we might be getting, getting jazzy with it real, real soon, which is great to see. Uh, Kyle Farmer again, 3,300. Nick Ahmed's been swinging well at 3K. I'd rather just go Farmer at 33 if I can. That'd be the angle I'd be going for in that one. Heading to the outfield on this slate. 
You got Casty at 6K in Coors. You got Stanton at 54, which is a pretty nice pivot off of Casty if you're paying up. Uh, JD versus Lefty, but Jordan Alvarez at 52, absolutely love tonight. Love that one. Love Jesse Winker at 51. That's a, um, it's it's it seems steep, but he's earned every penny of that. Even if it wasn't Coors Field, I think that's a great play. So Winker at 51, I'll get on board that train as well. Uh, a few others to peek around at. Aaron Judge is only 47, which is kind of cheap for this slate. Tyler Naquin's only 43 in Coors, which is just bananas. He'll be at like fifth in that lineup. So that's a great price tag for Naquin at 43. Mentioned Hampson at 43 already. If you're fading Gilbert, Franmil Ray is at 42 is a phenomenal fade piece. Like really good. Because if you're fading him, you're wanting the power. It's just the Indians, it's just a tough fade stack because they don't score 10 runs a game. You want that stack to go off. They might score four or five and chase him, but then they might not score the rest of the game and it gets tricky. So if you want the big boppers, and that's why you want J Ram, you want the table setters and Cesar Hernandez, you want a nailer, you want a friend if you're fading with Gilbert, I think is a very viable method. Like if I have three Mac, I might have one Cleveland stack and say, you know what? I'm gonna burn this 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 entry. But if for some reason like a gigantically owned Gilbert gets shut down, we're Gucci. So that is one thing to look at. A few other bats here. Verdugo at 4K versus lefties. Intriguing. Meadows in a tournament at 4K. We got Joey Gallo at 4,000 versus Javier. Definitely a part of the stack. Tapia leading off versus Castillo is only 3,900. Nick Senzel at 37, like I mentioned. He's second base outfield eligible. A um, uh, few others here. Uh, Kyle Tucker is still only 35. That's way too cheap. He went deep again on Wednesday. He's hitting everything right now. So Tucker at 35 is electric. Josh Naylor at 35. Willie Calhoun's only 34. Adelise Garcia is only 3,400 bucks. That is just ridiculous. If you're stacking Texas, you start with Adelise Garcia and you build around it. Like you can do these stacks. Texas is cheap. Miami's cheap. Cleveland's cheap. You can make the Cincinnati's cheap. Colorado's cheap. It's it's bananas. Like you can go Rogers, please sack. You, you don't need to use Gilbert, which can make you different and still get all the bats. Like it's it's that goofy. So maybe that lowers Gilbert's ownership. We'll see. We'll see as things come out, which gets discussed in the Slack chat. So keep that in mind. Uh, a few other punts if you need them. David Dahl's heating up. He's 2,800. Um, that's about really all I'm on right now, unless some other juiciness peaks up. But it's it's really not necessary on this slate. So recapping your pitching, it's Trevor Rogers, Zach Plesak, Jamison Tyon, Logan Gilbert. That's my main options. You could go Luis Castillo if you want to get real frisky. And that would definitely take some of the Coors chalkiness out of it. But uh, that's where I lean on those. If you're stacking it up, though, love the Texas-Houston game. It's only an 8.5 total. It should be 9.5 to 10 to me. I think this one flies over. Love both sides. Houston, like Jordan and Tucker is where I want to start with those two and just build around that. Texas and Houston sides that. Love Cincinnati, Colorado. Love Cincinnati side more than Colorado. I'll attack Chichi Gonzalez all day long. But uh, both are in play. Miami is a good uh, contrarian stack against Merrill Kelly. And then uh, Cleveland's your leverage stack versus Gilbert. That's kind of where we're looking right now as we build things and get ready on the. So, again, five game release starting at 12 20 p.m. Eastern, 9 20 a.m. Eastern. And then the main starts at 7 10 Eastern, 4 10 Pacific, or 7 10 yeah, Eastern, 4 10 Pacific uh, with a six game main slate. If you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at BD Entry. Go get in the free Fantasy DJ Slack chat. Also, if you give a rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits and Bench with Bubba, I would truly appreciate it. Um, go check out the YouTube show on the Rotoball YouTube channel. And other than that, we'll be back with a full Friday slate for you. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, May 13th edition in the books. I'm out. I'm out.